Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon's very exciting new project. Also, the this sounds like quite the tease coming up. The one toy Kate Middleton refuses to let George and Charlotte touch. I feel like that sounds like the intro to like Access Hollywood starting their segment. You know, like na, 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 na. <laughs> we can recycle this. This will be our Access Hollywood audition reel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll also cover a fascinating detail about Orlando Bloom's social media strategy with an ex girlfriend. <laughs> These are, great te- these are great teases. It's like we're doing mystery clickbait, kind of. But first, we must start out with an item about the patron saint of this podcast, Beyonce. So basically, as the item was that we saw, I guess, per E, I think E was the first place to report it, that Beyonce has started taking soul cycle classes, which is you know, exciting in of itself, but there's a few things about it that are interesting. One being that she was photographed doing it. And I feel like you don't often see Beyonce out about she, her image is so well-maintained and sort of, you know, she doesn't make any, it's very rare you just see random paparazzi pics of her going into a restaurant or something, unless she kind of wants you to be seeing her. So that was weird in of itself. And then also Jay-Z was there with her. So it was a romantic post twin delivery soul cycle class i love that every outlet that reported this that she went to a class mentioned the instructor by name (laughs) oh (laughs) i think we know how this story got out there so he says that beyonce and jay-z have taken several of instructor angela's (laughs) classes at the santa monica california location over the past week And no surprise here, this new mama isn't afraid to work up a sweat. A quote from someone inside the class who may or may not be Angela. Angela. (laughs) (laughs) She was totally into the music and bopping her head, grooving along, which, of course, like, so the one quote is very complimentary of Angela's, like, soundtrack choice. She was able to last through the class and use the weights without a problem. It was kind of borderline, like, I don't know, rude. Like, the without a problem feels a little bit, like, pointed there. Well, I, I know. I also 
also took a soul cycle class last week and I definitely had a bit of a problem keeping up more of a problem than Beyonce apparently had. Okay, a few things. One, we have to check out An- instructor Angela's class next time in MLA or you should just go now cuz I I want the scoop and I wonder if it's going to get overloaded now with um, you know, customers. Well, obviously, I had to figure out who Angela was, so I already tracked down her page on SoulCycle, and she does have a very impressive biography. I can understand why Jay-Z and Beyonce go to her class. First of all, her slogan is too blessed to be stressed, which I feel like, was like Mariah Carey. Yeah, like the, I feel like that was taken from Beyonce's Instagram or something. Right. But she does. She was like a member of the USA track and field team. She seems very cool. And also on her Instagram page, she does have a photo of Jay-Z weeks ago, like after a class. Okay, so that's one of the things I was going to ask you. Do we think Angela kind of checked in with Beyonce and Jay-Z? I guess if he's appearing on her Instagram, that maybe makes it seem like she does. You know, because you might think now they'd be kind of annoyed and not want to go to her class anymore if people are going to start going expecting to see Beyonce. Right. Well, it seems like she kind of has a celebrity following because she also had like Usher. She had multiple pictures of Usher after class. Josh just shot me a look like that qualifies as a celebrity sighting. <laughs> but okay. Also, another question is not that I've I've never gone to a soul cycle class, but I've briefly flirted. Oh, but I've flirted with you trying. Need to. I know I do need to. But whenever I've looked at the sometimes and this says a little more about me than anything else, I've like looked at the page to look at different trainers as if I'm going to take one. And I feel like they usually list what music they're into. No? It tells you what music the instructor's gonna play. That was another good point. I looked at that. Yeah, so what does she, Angela say she's gonna play? She doesn't have Beyonce on like any of her eight album choices, which was very surprising to me. She Weird. had like a ha- I know she had like a Halloween hip hop album. She had Jay Z's Magna Carta. Oh. She had like Ellie Gold Golding. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I know, but no Beyonce. It sounds like she's a Jay Z person more than a Beyonce person. I know. I took a class last week and they did Beyonce all night cool down number, which was very nice. So I was just picturing Beyonce the whole time. Like, does she react to that at all? Yeah, I'm curious if she would want to hear her own music or not. In some of these classes, they make you at the beginning of the class. This is one of my pet peeves for any fitness exercise course when they make you interact with other people in the class. Some instructors say like, turn to the person on your left, introduce yourself, tell them, tell them, like, give them one biographical fact about yourself. Can you imagine turning to your left and it's Beyonce? You would faint. I I also wonder, do you think she wears any, actually, I guess we know what she was wearing, but do you think she disguises herself in any way? She had a baseball hat kind of pulled low and she was wearing Ivy Park exercise clothing. But the thing about this class, it has very much a, like a nightclub vibe because they start the class and they essentially turn the lights off. They have candles lit in the front. Uh-huh. So it's dark. It's very, very dark. So I guess that makes it nice if you're a celebrity. I also like the quote from this that says they came in when the lights were turned down low, according to an insider, a.k.a. Angelus Blackberry. And then they hopped out just before the end. So they're treating it as if it was like a hot concert. You know what I mean? Like they came right. late, hopped up before the end. This is an exercise class, but we're it, like the writing about it as if it was like, you know, the Met Ball or something. But I guess anything Beyonce attends is the Met Ball, essentially. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you 
I guess it was. I feel like if I was working out and Beyonce was in the, I feel like I went. I don't know. I wouldn't like that. I feel like I'd be stressed about sweating near her. I would be. I would feel kind of. I don't know. Like I wouldn't. I would want to look, but I wouldn't want to look. I want to make her uncomfortable, but I would want to take a covert photo. You know. Also, you're so packed in there. You do not have a lot of like elbow room. So. Do you think Beyonce and Jay Z work out? Is that what do couples do at SoulCycle? Do you get on like bikes next to each other? You get on bikes next to each other. The other, my other point of critique was they had these photos of Beyonce and Jay Z leaving afterwards, all sweaty, and Jay Z was like giving Beyonce a kiss. Which I don't know about you, but the last <laughs> thing I want to do after I've worked out is like get amorous. I think Beyonce is the exception to any rule, but especially that rule. Like, I think anything Ugh. that, like, normally humans, like, anything that would be repulsive or disgusting to me, Beyonce could do it. And I'd be like, that's the most, you know, heavenly person ever. Josh, I want to, like, start some <laughs> rumor. I want to leak something to page six that Josh Duboff is, has been, like, teaching some sort of new exercise class and like Beyonce and Jay-Z showed up and then we'll do like another Angela style quote. Well, there used to be a big rumor, <laughs> big rumors putting it way too, uh, making it sound way too like important. But Jake Gyllenhaal, I think was teaching soul cycle classes in Union Square. It wouldn't be announced, but it would sort of, um, you know, you'd find, you'd get there and you just would find out that he was in the class and the instructor would say, come on up, Jake, and he would lead the class. And I had two different friends who went to a class that he apparently led. That was almost, if that wasn't going to get me, nothing's going to get me <laughs> to go. Did he lead the class or else they weirdly have like this platform at the front of the room where one person cycles like almost as if oh on stage. Oh, yeah. Did, didn't Vanessa Hudgens do that once? God, the Soul Cycle celebrity, there's like a whole book to be written here or something. Yeah, I think he actually was literally instructing the class, if I have it oh right. Oh my gosh, was he training for a role, like trying to <laughs> get in character? Well, there's, I think this is also coordinated with that time period. Remember when he, Matthew McConaughey, and like Lance Armstrong were a trio, and they'd always be oh. biking around town and stuff? Or not town, they'd be in Texas countryside or something. That was a weird period in tabloid culture, but there was, um, I feel like somehow he was really into biking and cycling. I have done one, I did a yoga class that Alec Baldwin's now wife, Hilaria, taught. And I went because she was the teacher. <laughs> How was it? And when was this? They hadn't gotten married yet. She was just, at this point, Alex Baldwin's girlfriend. They had no kids. I think they have, what, three now? So this was that, you can figure out the timing from then. I don't remember exactly when this must have been. 2011, 12, I don't know. But of course I went only to see what she was like. And she was an amazing instructor. She was fabulous. Give everyone very individualized attention. Came around person by person. And I was in the back because I'm, it's no surprise, not the, <laughs> no one wants to be watching me do yoga, let's put it that way. And I'm in the back and there was like three different people there who were, her she went to NYU, I guess, and her classmates from NYU were all there, clearly had tra like tracked her down post the Baldwin news because after the class ended, they all went up, you know, Hilaria, like, it's been so long. How are you? Wanted to drop by and say hi. You know, it definitely seemed clear to me they were going because they, you know, her profile had risen and they wanted to revisit their old friend. But she was great. Was she good enough that you ever went back? Or <laughs> that no? was the last yoga class I ever took. 
So we have, we have, as everyone, as everyone knows, as, like, I was about to say, as if it's like common knowledge worldwide, Julie and I are big, big little lies obsessives. We've missed it. Have you missed it? I've missed it. I have, I have very much missed it. That was a really enjoyable seven weeks. It felt like it went by too quickly. I just met our good friend of the pod, Ben Park, who had just started Big Little Lies, and I was so jealous that he was experiencing it for the first for time. For the first time. There are a few people I've met who have like told me they're recently starting it, and I'm, you know, I, I just say take it all in, you know. Um, don't let don't don't watch too fast. So there's two kind of things we want to discuss related to the show. One is that Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, obviously the star playing Madeline and Big Little Lies, are doing a different television sort of limited series production in which they're going to play, it's in the world of morning news shows, and I guess they're both going to play anchors, is that right? I don't think they specified anchors. Who they're playing. Okay. That's kind of what I assumed, because I can't picture, you know, women as gorgeous as... of. Like, I'm sure there are gorgeous TV producers out there, but I couldn't really picture Reese and Jennifer, like, I don't know, harried with headsets and clipboards behind the scenes. Reese and Jen both have also the uh, television anchor vibe, I feel, a little. Well, it's interesting because we know pretty much nothing about the project. They didn't even tell us whether or not it was a comedy or a drama, but I guess one of the writers wrote for House of Cards, so I'm assuming... Oh, so it's a it's a gritty. Is it, well, I guess we don't really know that, but it's like I wonder if that means it's going to be sort of a gritty drama. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's kind of in the Big Little Lies vein, where there are very funny moments. Yeah. But Josh, what would your ideal like? What's your fantasy right now of what the show will look like? I kind of. I mean, it's tricky. Someone pointed out, I think actually in our Slack channel, maybe that. Like this almost might function as a Big Little Lies season two. And I don't want to put that much pressure on a show because no show can achieve that kind of, uh, you know, glory uh, with that kind of expectation with it. But I don't know. I want I wanted to just be chock full of these kind of actresses who I kind of group in with those two. Like I want to see Cameron Diaz around for like a three episode arc. I want to see, you know, um, who else fits in there? Sandra Bullock come by for like a cameo. My initial inclination, I was thinking that the series would be Reese and Jen would be playing like warring anchors on rival networks fighting for the oh, same I like I like guests. So I, I either like that or I like the idea of them as co-hosts, but they secretly don't like each other. Like I could see a Kathy Lee and Hoda vibe. And maybe they're each at the same time sort of... Uh, angling to outpace the other maybe yeah i could see that but in my dream world i just want to say like hey girls why doesn't jennifer anderson just join big little lies for season two last week hbo said that leanne moriarty is like coming up with ideas for what could happen in the second season because that would be more fun to me like introducing a character for jen to play well also i don't know if you had this reaction too but I think I was also a little bit, maybe as a the Big Little Lies uh, fanatic I am, I was a little upset that Reese is stepping out with a different limited series project. I know that could potentially be on HBO, too. I think one of right. the... I know. I, I also felt like I was being cheated on or something, but... Well, do you, but don't you feel a little bit like this makes me, this makes me think there's not going to be a second season 
Be- a Big Little Lies because I feel like if there was, I know they've been saying there's pro- they might be and they're playing around with ideas as you just said, but I feel like the fact that Reese signed on to this project just makes me feel, I don't know, like she's rather ready. To, she'd rather try a completely new property, you know? Right, but I also see her as she's like very multitasking, type A, like she just wants to keep the ball moving, maybe even in this period where she doesn't know what's going to happen for Big Little Lies. But wait... Let's just imagine for a second that Jennifer Aniston is going to step in for the second season. What would her character be? Because I have a few ideas. I feel, and I don't know why my mind immediately went here, that she's some sort of like dermatologist or plastic surgeon oh. or, or sort of like some high profile doctor. But I don't know why. Who that moves fits. to town and has to like consult with Reese after an injury or I don't know, or then somehow gets mixed up in their affairs and then ends up sleeping with like, I don't know, who's available, what guys are even in that show. Ugh, you know, Adam but, like, Scott, no, she cannot date yeah, Adam she, she, Scott. She can't date Adam Scott, so it has to be, oh, maybe she presents sort of an interesting person for Zoe Kravitz's husband. Right. You know, no, she's going to come in with her own new love interest. Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston's coming in with, you know, I'll get like Ben Stiller or something. But wait, what were you going to say? I really. What, what do you imagine? Okay, so Alexander Skarsgård's character is dead, right? We're right. assuming he's dead. What if he had a second family in a different oh. city? And in the new season, Nicole and Jennifer find out about each other. And because they feel bonded, having been through the same abusive experience, Jen moves to Northern California with her kids, and they make a go and at they like form a, a little non-traditional family. <laughs> oh, I like that that's, last little wrinkle to the whole thing. That's kind of a leap, or else I was thinking she could play like Alexander Skarsgård's sister who comes in and like doesn't buy what the police are saying and like tries to get to the bottom of that. That or Shailene's mom. Oh, God, I don't know if Jen would love that casting idea. <laughs> no, that, that age difference might work. There's a lot of parts for her to play. I could see her being Reese's. Oh, but you know, this is the so one of the things we should mention is that Reese and Jennifer played sisters on Friends, and maybe they could do a reprise of that somehow. I could see her being Madeline's sister, like coming in to set things straight after you know Reese's straying from her marriage almost and stuff. Or no, actually straying. Oh, that's a good call. I would like to see them play sisters again. Yeah, that could be good. And I feel like. Jennifer could have her smart water and also her if she were to play the dermatologist maybe the sister is a dermatologist I just picture we walk into her office and she only has like a vino products <laughs> <laughs> also Jen is gonna look great with a glass of white wine looking out onto the ocean that's like where that's her you know if she was an action figure I feel like that would be the backdrop like it already makes so much sense right I know so basically I think what we're saying here is we'd rather see her all together move into Big Little Lies universe rather than do this new show with Reese. As as much fun and as excited as we are for that show too. We need we need more details. We need more details. I just can't really envision it right now. I know. There are very few details, but I'm excited for it. And I love how excited I get for Jen and Reese. Like like these girls need something good going on in their lives. 
and you <laughs> and you know and you know that press tour is going to be great oh. like the the Jen, the Jen Reese sort of show and they're going to have great banter they're going to do like uh i don't know you know all sorts of takeovers we'll have them on the podcast they won't be able to wait Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another news item that Josh picked up. So this is some real investigative reporting. I've not seen this picked up anywhere yet. So I'm hoping that we break it here and, you know, I get my face on the cover of Us Weekly. Because I saw this weekend when you go, this is already going to be, this is a super embarrassing beginning and origin. When you go into the Instagram, you know, like notification center, you can see recent activity that your friends have done, like who's liked what, who's followed who. So every once in a while in my darkest, bleakest, waiting in line at Dwayne Reed moments, I'll flip over to that when I check my Instagram notifications. And I happened to see 15 minutes before whatever, whatever I had flipped or that or said Orlando Bloom follows Katy Perry on Instagram. Now, I know as I wrote a piece actually about their joint Instagram presence last year, they even post breakup were kind of got a lot of attention for con- still liking each other's photos and sort of being, you know, involved in each other's social media lives, even though they weren't no longer dating. And when they were dating, they were very up in each other's Instagram presences and posting photos together all the time. So what this means is at some point along the way, they unfollowed each other after their breakup. And then whatever happened this past weekend, Orlando decided to re-follow Katie. So that's my big news break. I wonder what it was, though. And also, was Katie insulted when she saw that Orlando, because maybe she... The re-follow. Right, maybe she didn't know that he had unfollowed her until that moment. So that that, that, that was going to be my first question for you, which is... You know, I've unfollowed people on Instagram. I think some there is an app you can have, but I'm sure Katy Perry doesn't because, you know, the amount of followers she has, this one makes sense. So you can see when people unfollow you. Oh, see, I don't need to know that. Yeah, she doesn't. And she, and she doesn't have that. I highly doubt she has that. So you're right. When she got the, she probably didn't even see Orlando following her. Maybe I'm breaking the news to Katie right now. Because maybe Orlando's refollowing just mixed in with her millions of follows. But like, Kate, Katie, maybe he was going, like, he just couldn't bear to see you going on with your life. He was too heartbroken. Right. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. I think we've, I'm, we've all had our, we've all had that friend. <laughs> who, you know, like post-breakup, maybe you don't want to see what your ex is doing. It's a little different to me when you're Katy Perry is the ex because everything she does, you're going to see it anyway. So you might as well follow. But maybe he, yeah, maybe he didn't want to be constantly monitoring it. But then why re-follow? Do you think it means they're potentially getting back together? Or do you think it just means a friendly sort of, you know, hey, what's up? I still want to be buddies. Right. Maybe enough time had gone by that Orlando felt like he could see her photos without it stirring up any emotion. Maybe he saw that she was hosting the VMAs. He was super excited mm. for her. 
Maybe he wanted to DM her. I don't know. Anyways, we. I'm curious if anyone else noticed Orlando refollowing Katie. What did anyone else think it means? Well, last week, Josh and I had a very funny Katy Perry moment because we both got these emails. And it's, oh, yeah. it said from Katy Perry. And I think mine just said like, hey, you, or how are you? And I forwarded it to Josh because there was a moment where I thought, is Katie reaching out to me for some reason? But you had gotten the same one. Well, I got, I was in line getting coffee and I got an email from Katy Perry. It said, and it said, how are you doing? And then I got one the next day that said, how are you, friend? At any point, was there like a split second where you thought like Katy was actually reaching out? I'm imagining her like trapped inside some sort of like bubble trying to like do anything she possibly can to get out. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I did have a split second of being... I thought maybe it was one of those weird, you know, like when you get a political fundraising email and it's from Barack Obama. Like I thought maybe Katy Perry's team is sending out uh, a press release from Katy, quote unquote. It definitely occurred to me that it was weird. I mean, what what was the point of that spam? I don't even know. We found out that everyone else in our office got it. And also she would, the messages altered somewhat. So like some people's subject line was, hey, friend. And I was a little that cre- hurt that, that I didn't get that a creeps hey me out too. Because I feel like the idea that people are getting pers- quote-unquote personalized messages is also weird to me. So whoever's spamming is like looking at each of us and deciding what message we're going to get. I find it all very weird. Very weird. But anyway. So from one Kate to another. Oh, nah. nailed it. So our last little item today is related to the tease we dropped at the beginning of the item that kate and william have banned from their house which i would love it to be you know suits dvds or um like i don't know what else would be funny but it's it is did you know immediately what it was going to be when you saw this initially no it says george george has said oh this is a good item too actually we'll get to that in a second but what's banned is ipads so george is for charlotte's two and Us Weekly's in their like new report about the royal family is saying that they're, they're not that spoiled, the children. And iPads are banned from the home. They're very much seen as mummy and daddy's toys, not for children. As two people who grew up without gadgets for entertainment themselves, William and Kate are firm believers in toys, outdoor play, and encouraging an active imagination. I mean, this is a bummer to me. <laughs> like, I know that's a very standard parenting move, but like, I don't know. I don't, what the... I don't know, though. I have a, a few friends with like little kids and they just are constantly saying like, here, take your iPad, go watch whatever. And I guess it's easier to like enforce these rules when you have like nannies. A few people talked to me recently about how George and Charlotte are also always dressed like they're in the 1950s with the shorts and the dresses and all that. And... The idea of them even using iPads seems weird to me because I imagine them existing in this sort of, I don't know. They play the weird game with like the tire, the tire and the stick. <laughs> yeah, like I just imagine them. I always think time has stopped somewhere around like 1970, wherever they are. It's like it just doesn't feel like they're even in the modern world. Like the idea of them knowing about computers is weird to me or like playing with a cell phone. But I love this, too, this detail. It says, George is said to love anything on wheels, and Charlotte is a fan of Disney princesses. And there is obviously some inherent amuse... Oh, I wrote this. I'm reading my own... I know, I... What weirdo wrote this? (laughs) There's obviously some amusement in the fact that Charlotte enjoys the fantasy world princesses. I don't think it's quite dawned on her that she's a princess herself, a family friend told the magazine. 
I just think it's so funny that they needed to clarify that she, at the age of two, hasn't figured out that she's, you know, Princess Diana's got granddaughter and, like, who she is, you know? Like, yeah, obviously, at two, she's not clear on what her ranking is in the hierarchy of the royal family. What a missed opportunity PR-wise to have her photographed in, like, a princess dress as opposed to her 1950s, like, smocked whatever it is she's wearing. I mean, whenever... It also, like, I feel like people are going to... Th- isn't it a weird thought that she, you have to think about when you're going to tell her she's a princess? You know, like, what, like at what point do you drop that? You wait till a certain age and she probably thinks you're pranking her. So maybe she has a sense her life isn't ordinary already. Right, and then how do you explain to her that, like, unlike Disney princesses, she doesn't get, like, you know, birds to help her get dressed in the morning or she doesn't have any, like, dwarf friends or... <laughs> I, just, I just had the thought of that Prince Harry could be the like he knows that ipads are banned so when he comes over he sneaks an ipad in for george to be like the cool fun uncle so when harry's around you know he gives the i he, he like you know tells kate to she can go take a nap and then he gives george the ipad right and like really bad candy but i i just can't yeah exactly i want to believe that george has access to some sort of smartphone it's like an orange is the new black situation where he is like a tile that he's like carved out how is george keeping up on every episode of suits without an ipad <laughs> anyway so that's uh, and also what do we think megan thinks of this rule i could see megan megan when if she whenever she has kids is definitely banning ipads i totally see her doing that don't you? Definitely. She's she's going to have the kids write in their dream journal. Yes, yes. Every day. She's not going to let them use any technology. It's all about channeling their feelings, writing, using, you know, parchment and so on. Right. <laughs> oh, and did we find out anything about George's four- fourth birthday party or no? No, that continues to be. If only there was Instagram, I'd be able to we'd be able to sleuth it out. But no, no details. So if anyone has information, please, please reach out to us. Yeah, please let us know. All right. Well, I think that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, please remember to rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss any of these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also have an Instagram, which is In the Limelight Pod. Uh, This episode was produced by Jennifer Lai and edited by Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply, and thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no bad energy. And what was Angela's mantra? Too blessed to be stressed? Yes. (laughs) Both of those.